Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is February 12th. It is our post-Raw show. I am joined by one Alex Palowski. Alex, we got a lot of love on, on the Twitter machine tonight. We did. It, it was good to know that a lot that the, the, the catalyst for a lot of people falling in love with the Fightful post-show podcast was the night that wrestling died. died. Part one. Part, part one. one. Part one. Yeah, I, the funny thing is I originally did that. We were putting together a trailer for something, and I wanted people to give me specific moments, but uh, I've since pinned the tweet to the top of my Twitter if you all want to see it at Sean Ross Sapp on Twitter, but uh, the overwhelmingly just heartwarming response has been really, really cool. Uh, go Head over there. Let me know what made you a regular viewer of the Fightful podcast. I mentioned on there that I like to have comedians and actors and businessmen and wrestlers and journalists on this show. That way you can break down all kinds of different aspects of an entertainment business that that employs all those. I mean, because it's subjective, because it has acting, because it has comedy, it has wrestling. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of social issues that go into this as well. So I have really, really liked that response. So head over there. Let us know what you guys think. Um, of course, we have all kinds of video updates over at uh, youtube.com slash Fightful. If you haven't subscribed, already do, uh, go ahead and do so. Also, you may have noticed uh, we're working a little bit with our friends over at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. If you all haven't subscribed to them on YouTube, go do that. I'm pretty sure all of you have at this point. They've got like a million subscriptions or like 72,000. It's a lot. You'll see a lot of their videos uh, in our articles. They do really, really great work. Happy to be doing stuff with them. Just 
great people over there. So uh, keep your eye out on that and support them because that supports us as well. Also wanted to extend my condolences to the friends and family of Brian De Silva. Brian was one of the first friends that I ever made on Twitter. He is from the Toronto area that, uh, for obvious reasons, I hold near and dear to my heart. He's from Mississauga. I lost touch with him over the last several years, and uh, he passed away earlier this month. A huge wrestling fan. You may have seen that Cassius Ono tweeted about it, and uh, Progress honored him in the ring, which I thought was, was, a, was a great thing to do. He was a wonderful dude. I wish I would have kept in touch with him better, but wanted to extend my condolences to him because an A-plus dude is that guy. And, uh, you know, this platform has brought me uh, many of you. It's brought me a lot of friends, a lot of people that I, you know, I might not be in the spot that I'm in right now if it weren't for Twitter. So getting to meet so many people on Twitter, including Brian, uh, means a lot. And to lose one means even more. And uh, it hurts and it sucks. So definitely wanted to uh, pay respects to, to Brian as well. So if you knew him. My condolences. And if you didn't, uh, you missed out on a great dude. This weekend, we had some some news to get into before we get into Raw. Emma, now known as Tennille Dashwood, debuting for Ring of Honor, Alex. And they they had one spot open in their Women of Honor tournament. And some of those names, it's, it's rough. It's slim pickings for them. They needed a Tennille Dashwood. They needed an Emma to help anchor that. Because to me, it's her and Deanna Perrazzo, but I think it's it's a brilliant move. And as I think we speculated, they added It's All About Me at the beginning of her theme song, and they can add whatever they want after that. That's the identifier there. I think it yeah. works. Yeah, I wonder if they ever trademarked Emmalina. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> she could just use that, too. That's a good point. Um, but, uh, no, I, I, I miss her. God, it's, I mean, just the worst timing for her to not, to, to have been released like she could slide right in we talked about this on, on a show before and be the new leader the the in-ring leader of absolution uh now that now the page can't wrestle anymore she missed out on the first ever women's royal rumble she misses she's missing on the first ever women's elimination chamber and she really was really a huge part of the women's revolution before the women's revolution ever even happened um and so i i do i miss her on raw but it's so i'm so glad to see her you know, back in the ring doing her thing because um, I, I think she's great and I wish her huge success in uh, in Ring of Honor. A couple of other plugs before we get into uh, the Raw news stories. Head over to our forums. We got people talking about their WrestleMania 34 dream cards, 205 Live, Goldberg playing a burglar in a new commercial, an ECW reboot. You can talk about that and more. We have every topic you could think about, every subcategory you could think of there. Also, I have my exclusive interview with Raven. You all probably heard a couple of clips uh, on the list in your boy last week. Also, Pro Wrestling Unlimited ran a clip as well. He talks about shut, almost shutting down the power at WrestleMania 17. Lots of good stuff over there, uh, so check that out. Also, Heather Hardy, who you all have heard me talk about on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, a big-time boxer and now a Bellator MMA fighter, just kind of casually mentioned, like, oh, yeah, uh, like when James Lynch asked her about wrestling, she's like, yeah, this guy kind of close to, to my gym always wanted me to train as a pro wrestler, always wanted me to train as a pro wrestler. And I'm like, ah, no big deal. Then she's like, oh, yeah, it was Johnny Rods, that WWE Hall of Famer that happened to have trained Taz and the Dudley Boys and other WWE Hall of Famers. 
So uh, that story is up at Fightful.com as well. Alex, today uh, WWE announced that Ivory was entering the Hall of Fame. Now, you won't hear me accuse her of being a great worker in the ring and like having classic matches. But man, as far as character work goes, she was dedicated, really good. Her right to censor stuff was dope. No, yeah, no, it was great. She was she was excellent playing that character. I think uh, a, a major part of this is the fact that she's a veteran of Glow, and that got over huge with uh, in pop culture. People who don't watch wrestling watched that show and loved that show and got kind of into wrestling because they loved that show. So to to have a, a, a way of enveloping that into your Hall of Fame ceremony, I think is is big for them. Not that she's not deserving, because I think she is. I think that in in the, the era of Trish Stratus and and Lita, like that era, the early early two thousands, late nineties, I think she's absolutely third on, in the hierarchy of women's wrestling at that time. I mean, China is a completely different ball game because she was doing so many different things. She was you know in and out of wrestling against men and women, this kind of thing. But like as far as pure women's wrestling, she was absolutely third behind. Um, Trish and, and Lita and I, th- I think it's I think it's a good call I mean Jackie's in the Hall of Fame uh you know like at this point like Ivory deserves to go in yeah I thought she was a great broadcaster too I was a little surprised yeah. they didn't have her as the the May Young classic color commentator instead of Lita because at least Ivory had had a, a semblance some semblance of broadcasting experience before that and she probably would have been better as well but, I mean, even with Mixed Match Challenge, I would have – I mean, my first call would have been to to Ivory. I mean, I'm glad that Beth Phoenix is getting the opportunity because more Beth Phoenix on yeah. any program is going to get a thumbs up from me as long as she does anything resembling a competent job. But, yeah, I'm, I'm all for Ivory uh, being there. She had about a five, five-year run, I think, with WWE across her wrestling and her broadcasting. So, And she served as a trainer on Tough Enough. She, she wore a lot of hats for WWE. Yeah, no, I think it's well-deserved. And, um, I mean, it's one of those things where you think about uh, – you'd be able to do this, like, with basketball and football, of, like, future Hall of Famers. And if everybody retires – like, this year, the, the the NFL Hall of Fame class is loaded. Yeah. Because everybody retired around the same time. So you got guys like Ray Lewis and Terrell Owens and all these guys going in at the same time. And you think about this group of women – in the WWE right now, yeah. if they all retire within a couple of years of each other, I mean, what's your hierarchy? Who gets in before whom? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, and There's no slight on that for, for anybody else. Like, you know, I think almost everybody that held the women's championship is going yeah. to get in. Maybe oh, not everybody that held the Divas championship yeah, will get in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, Kelly Kelly probably shouldn't get in. You know what I mean? I know I'm probably going to get harassed for picking at Kelly Kelly again, but first off, she'd have to have Tess's permission. Right, yeah. She'd have to ask Tess's blessing. from. Would he induct her from beyond the grave via that Hollywood medium? Yeah. No, Hollywood medium would actually get up there, and he'd hold a seance, and then Tess would give the induction speech through the Hollywood medium. Uh, It must be TV. So who do you think inducts her? Well, I mean, her, her they could her, do a glow tie in and put they, like they, they, they could put karma in there. They could yeah. bring in Allison Brie, mean, maybe. Her, her her biggest rivalry was with Trish, was it not? I mean, yeah, 
This should be a great person to induct her. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know. We just got news that Kurt Angle announced that both Rollins and Balor are going to be in the WWE Elimination Chamber match. It will be a seven-man elimination chamber. They're just going to add another pod? Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see the fan fiction that emerges from Rollins and Balor being in the same chamber. Or or does the match start with three, three. guys in the ring? Yeah. That makes more sense than yeah, trying to thing, build the like, chamber. <laughs> and we'll get to this later, but Miz in this match like tonight lost and is the first yeah. person in the chamber. Well, who's number two? Like that's the same. Number like, two is the same thing as number one. Yeah, it's bad. yeah. Like I always, you know, people be like, ah, oh, how many people have won the rumble from the number one spot? And I'm like, Ray won it from like number two, didn't he? That's the exact same. Yeah, and Vince, I think, won it from number two. But uh, hot dog, hot dog. Here we go. John Cena, The Miz. John Cena comes out and says that he has to win at Elimination Chamber, alluding to the fact that he wants his 17th championship victory. You're shaking your head, Alex. No, he didn't say that. He says he wants to be on the WrestleMania card, and he can't possibly get on the WrestleMania card, Sean, unless he wins Elimination Chamber. Like... How? What could they possibly find for John He's Cena in the do? Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal beneath you, John Cena? Because, because I'm pretty sure Tatanka was in it a couple of years ago. That's true. So I think you got a shot at being in the Dre. Yeah, but, but so was Shaq, and Shaq's a big name. <laughs> it's true. Um, they, if they get Shaq on the card, that might push out John Cena. I think. I think if if John Cena what can't can't be in the championship match. And has to slide all the way down to the Andre the Giant Battle Battle Royal. I think he should face either Connor or Victor of the Ascension yeah. to see if he gets their spot. It's going to be a tough. It's very important. It's going to be a tough choice. Actually, they'll probably have to have a match between Connor and Victor, where the loser has the misfortune of being so far down on the card that they face John Cena at WrestleMania. I know that's it probably is- the only way that John Cena can get on this show. They're going to have to shoehorn in. One of the Ascension. Goddamn, that's so stupid. But as, you know, maybe it was just me assuming in my mind, like, oh, he's alluding, yeah, he wants to make history at WrestleMania right. by, yeah. by winning his 17th championship. Yes. This is something that 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 I, I've, I've had a thought about that I don't know if I've ever expressed on the podcast. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Triple H is at 14. And I've always thought the, the absolute best way to do this would be to somehow get trips two more reigns in there and then they're both at 16 and the title is vacant and it's cena versus triple h to see who breaks flair's record like i've always felt like that's the most epic way to do it because those two guys have absolutely been the biggest dudes in WWE over the last 15 years. I'd be surprised if, if Triple H got to 16 at this point. I know, me too, but I feel like he's certainly so close. You know, like, I think Randy's got 12, Randy Orton, but like... Yeah, I was just looking. Uh, Triple H does have 14, but you know, he's he's a little more seasoned. He's in true. his, but the whole, the whole he's in his Ron him. Perlman stage now, like, <laughs> yeah. as, as it pertains but, to looks. But he's so good at being able to be like... I won the title at Rumble, and I'm giving it yeah. up at Mania. You know, like, it's just what he can do that two more years in a row. But whatever yeah. I'm saying, like, I, I feel like John Cena just, you know, 
beaten Brock at Mania, it feels like there's there's no build up. Like I feel like there's got to be a build up to like to to give John this the record breaking record breaking seventeenth reign. And to me, I feel like this whole thing is set up for John Cena loses Elimination Chamber, and then it's like, well, now I don't get to be at Mania. <laughs> and, and, oh gee whiz! And then here comes Taker. He's like, "You can face You can face me." You know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's a horrible Undertaker impersonation. Oh, it's terrible! It's so close to Braun. Well, impersonations are Braun. Yeah, uh, Randy Orton is about to be thirty-eight years old. He has thirteen. Uh, I would be thrilled if it never got beyond thirteen, 13. because I can't imagine a scenario that you put Randy Orton in where I would be entertained by a title program that features him. Lucky Whatever. number 13, and that's it. Well, anyway, The Miz comes out. He and John Cena burn each other a few times. Cena says that <laughs> Miz would have no chance against Brock Lesnar, which within the, the WWE realm, well, any realm, he wouldn't, and he right. shouldn't. Uh, John Cena challenges The Miz, but The Miz Tourage lay him out. Then Miz accepts the challenge. <laughs> that was so great. Like, it felt like it was Miz in the middle of a sentence. Like, why would I blah, blah. And then that was the surprisiest surprise attack I've ever seen. Um, And, by the way, attention must be paid to Bo Dallas and how fly that dude looked tonight. Wow. Those two terms do not belong anywhere near the same universe. So true. So Kurt Angle, the the excellent general manager of Raw, comes out and says, that's not how we do things here. You can fight the unconscious man, but if you lose, you're going number one in the chamber. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, uh, beyond the not putting this guy who just got jumped into concussion protocol as he's lying face down in a heap on the mat, let's go ahead and have him kick off the show. I I thought they were going to, that when Angle comes out and says, no, we're we're having this match, but it's going to be later tonight. Yeah, but like because basically what what you're what you started out is by saying, hey hey, that's not how we do things here on Monday Night Raw. As a matter of fact, that is exactly how we do things here <laughs> on Monday Night Raw. Like, that's basically what he said. It, it, it was just like what Kurt and he uh, the okay he got really 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 thrown off by everyone chanting "You suck." To his music while his music wasn't playing, yeah, and he was like, like he, <laughs> poor, poor Kurt. He had a couple of flubs tonight that he just couldn't. Oh, he, he's not good with the scripts. No, not so good and with those. Something that that Michael Cole brought up later. He's like, haha, no teleprompters here on Raw, Coach. And I'm like, yeah, just a script and a guy who qualifies for Social Security screaming in your ear. That's yeah, all. Just, just that. No deal. No that deal. instead. Uh, this match was good. This has been the trend on Raw lately. It's like some good wrestling on this show. Uh, <laughs> the Miz controls the majority of the early going. Cena hits a pretty ugly tornado DDT. We come back from a commercial to Cena applying an STF to the Miz. I always have people complaining about the STF from John Cena, and I'm like, they're like, not realistic, doesn't look good. And I'm like, guys, listen, I have been put in shoot STFs in my day. I would imagine John Cena's, first off, not keen on breaking a guy's neck. Right. Two, his forearms are roughly the size of city buses. So him applying that pressure turns into a jaw lock. You can make that work. So I'm I'm completely fine with it. Miz works his way out. There's a figure four. He eats an AA, kicks out. 
Michael Cole calls a yes lock, which was very clearly done meticulously for this story because The Miz has had longstanding issues with Daniel Bryan dating back over half a decade. Mm -hmm. And John Cena will be the guy's brother-in-law soon. It was very clear that 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 move was done for a certain point. And Cole calls it the wrong move, which he did like three or four times tonight. (laughs) And what I loved is that Corey Graves every single time pointed out the right move. In the main event, he's like, oh, Oh, Bray Wyatt with a shoulder breaker to the throat. Wouldn't, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a throat breaker there? Mike? Yeah. It was so great. I love Unless the move was by Rollins on, unless Rollins was jamming his just yeah. chiseled jaw into the shoulder of Bray Wyatt. Like maybe a Samoan could do that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was actually somebody hitting a shoulder breaker onto Bray Wyatt by jamming his jaw in there. Maybe. But I don't think so. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Miz gets out of the STF. It's a skull crush, or the yes lock, rather. Hey, shit. Of course. Now I mess it up. Yeah, there you go. And we got demonetized. There we go. It's a skull crushing finale for two. A super AA gets to win. This last segment after the commercial was just really, really good stuff. And Cena gives his armband to a fan after the match. Really nice moment there, too. Uh, I gave this match a 6.25 out of 10 on my match ratings, which you all can check out after every Raw, SmackDown, ROH, in, uh, NJPW, WWE pay-per-view uh, the following mornings. The way I do it, I start off at 5. It slides up or down, that based on time, entertainment, technique, all that kind of stuff. And I have 6 as an above average. I think this was definitely an above average match. Really good stuff. I, I really enjoyed it. What did you think of this match? I uh, liked it. Um, I'm, I'm a big, big, big fan of The Miz and how much he's improved in the ring. There's one of one of the moves that looks the the most brutal in like sh- shoot brutal in in all the WWE, and it's so simple. Is The Miz's snap DDT to a kneeling opponent, like because it always just looks so vicious and right in the top of the head. And there's the way, because so many DDTs look like you're kind of like rolling through it, like doing a somersault. That just looks bad. Is this, this is, looks really, really uh, good. Um, it, he hits it really well here. Um, Cena and him have good com- great competi- uh, uh, chemistry in the ring. And uh, there were a couple of times, though, tonight where guys were trying to hit either their secondary move or their finisher off the top rope in a way that I don't know how that would work. I really now want to see a skull-crushing finale from the top rope. I do, too. Because now you've teased it. I don't know if it's possible. And I don't know if we'd ever get to a point where they're letting Miz hit that on people um, just by his character. But, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that that's how – if he ever wins the WWE title again, he should win it with a skull-crushing finale off the top rope. Um, This was fun. And, yeah, like we said – Okay, so Miz gets to go in first. Yeah, who's second? Who's second? Because that's the the same the same probability of winning is number is number one. And the fact they never brought that up is it's weird. It's, it's weird. kind of stupid. It's just stupid. I see a lot of people comparing it to star rating, saying so. Oh, you gave it like a three star rating. Not the same. I don't like have that up. My ratings are just sliding scale. Go check it out. It's a good time. I post my podcast notes in that as well. That way I have something to guide these shows. 
Well, what you Sean? When are you going to have your your very first eleven out of ten stars match? I'm not. I'm not shading anybody here. <laughs> I did have a couple of tens. I had uh, Almas and Gargano at ten, and I had Jericho and Omega at ten. And I don't even think I gave Okada Omega ten. I may have given them like nine, nine and a half, nine and three quarters, something like that. But uh, I loved that Almas Gargano match. Really good stuff. What do you think of the Nerdometer backstage? Anything that shows shows the words, I'm I'm I'm, I'm no, I'm a, I'm a hard and fast no on the words on the screen. the 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 graphic of the Nerdometer I thought was fun. Yes. You know what I mean? That was cute. Okay, fine. But but the words on the screen I'm not on the SmackDown podcast, so I don't get to express my thoughts about the words on the screen thing. I'm wondering, like, I'm I'm old, so I don't watch stuff on my phone. Like oh, Kevin I have a, Dunn definitely figured out what Snapchat was recently. Oh yeah. I have I have a TV, I have I have my laptop, I mean I, I have like an iPad, which is big and bigger than a phone. Like you, I don't know when I would ever watch an episode of SmackDown on my phone, but I know there are a lot of people who are like commuting on the subway, watching TV and don't have their headphones in. And maybe they're taking in an episode of SmackDown. And now they, now they know what people are saying by watching the screen. They get like subtitles that are big and you, you can read them on your small phone. I'm wondering if that's a thing that I don't know about. Cause because I wouldn't do that. But it seems, unless that is a thing, and that's why they're doing it, that there is no reason for them to be doing what they are doing with words on the screen, and it is stupid, and I hate it. But it's not for me. It's it's for the kids with the Snapchats, and that's not me. I, I, don't, I don't have the Snapchat. I'm one of those kids with the Snapchats, and I hate it. I also hate the new Snapchat update. It can go square to hell. The revival take out Balor Club's knees on the way to the or on the way down the ramp. It is our fourth Balor Club revival match since Raw twenty five. This uh, this roster, the Raw roster, is in such dire need of um, of legitimate tag teams. Uh, the Bar is just hanging out doing singles matches because they have nobody to fight against. Uh, Balor Club is versus the Revival because neither of them is over enough yet as a team to to be in a place where they can challenge the bar. Um, and I guess the next, the fourth most important tag team, current tag team on the roster is Heath Slater and Rhino, who regularly work main event. Like they have, there's there's nobody on this roster. So I mean. There's all these teams down in NXT. Like heavy machinery would immediately be the number one contender to to the bar, and they're they're like fifth or sixth in NXT. So, I mean, bring up somebody. Where's my AOP? I, I would bar? much I would much more enjoy a bar versus Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy tag team. Like I thought that they should have made that pairing just went with it. And then when Jeff comes back, you got all kinds of different things you could do with that. The, the, the problem is, is that that would require the WWE progressing a storyline and they don't know how to do that. So like, they're going to have a match at elimination chamber and hopefully at that match, they like have, they like meld minds or something. And 
you know, become one and they're woken together or whatever. And yeah. that, that can be fun. But I have I have a suspicion that the match will end wonkily and then they'll have another match at Mania. And maybe that'll be a blow off. But like WWE, like I like long form storytelling, but only if it's like A to B to C to D and not A to B 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 to B. Sure. The revival work over the knee of Gallows until a super kick stops it. I will say I liked one of Dash's bumps to the outside. That was very, very good. Carl Anderson hot tags are fun. He has a wonderful spine buster, which, you know, has for years. Gallows gets... Go ahead. He also screams hi-ya when he kicks people, which I like very much. (laughs) Gallows is dropped across the steps. Anderson eats a shatter machine. Revival wins. This was a match. It was a very... Uh, not a lot happened in this match, but uh, when you're when you're going for the fourth time in three weeks, eh, you know. Yeah. Kurt Angle comes out. He is rough on that mic. He announces that Ronda Rousey is signing her WWE contract elimination chamber, which gets a bunch of boos. The the polarizing Ronda Rousey reaction is already here, and you know WWE just loves their polarizing love them or hate them reactions. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I think they do and they don't because this like it's it's they, early. They don't, but they pretend they do. Oh yes, because because it's really early for people to be like crapping all over this whole Ronda Rousey thing. Like she's she came out and she pointed, and I guess like this was not our take on it, but from what I hear. Everyone was really mad that she didn't like come out and immediately like break people's arms. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, she's for all we know, she's a baby face. We don't we don't know anything about who she is yet in, in WWE parlance. And I, I love the idea that she's like, wow, I'm really happy to be here. And then two weeks later, is like, gosh, I love being here. And now I'm gonna kick all your asses. Like that's I, I'm really happy to be in WWE because here. I know I'm going to kick all your asses. There's like a lot of stuff you can do that. And to, to already be crapping all over it because she wasn't like mean mugging the camera. Like it's, it's just too early for that yet. There are, you know, a lot of people that are mad that she wasn't, you know, doing the Largo loops and NXT before she came up too. keep in mind, keep in mind. They're inducting a woman into the hall of fame who got her start on glow right. with no wrestling Listen, like the wrestling if, experience ever. If if Rob Gronkowski or Gronskowski or whatever is <laughs> Anna calls him. Anna, Anna calls him. If he retires, he will sign with WWE the very next day, and he will have a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, like they they do, they want star power. They want star power, and like this is this is it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Going, going from a high-level MMA and judo, keep in mind, judo, I think her judo is going to translate exceptionally well to WWE. Yeah. I've said that before. She'll be able to do throws that, you know, I've been I've been following pro wrestling and MMA for decades that I've never seen before. She yeah. kind of did the uh, hip toss on the fly against Triple H because yeah. he took a little step that she wasn't expecting. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, the crowd then boos Jason Jordan and – like, I get it. He's a heel and all that stuff. And they expected this because Kurt Angle fired off a line saying that he doesn't approve of that. You got to be a real grade A piece of shit to be happy that a guy got neck surgery. This is this is a weird point for, for – uh, WWE kind of made their bed and they're lying in it. They told a giant lie that Jason Jordan is Kurt Angle's son. And everybody kind of hated that. And then when Jason, when they felt like Jason Jordan was getting preferential treatment, not from his fake dad, Kurt Angle, but from the WWE, they were like, this, this sucks. We don't like this guy. Stop shoving him down our throat. And they never got over that. And to their, to WWE's credit, they played along with that. And Jason Jordan changed his character and became this guy that we all love to hate. Then he got legitimately hurt. And you you can't you know you can't boo a guy now that he's hurt, but also you also can't have Kurt Angle come out and go as a dad and as as Jason's father. Like, but the whole point of this is that's how we started hating this guy because you lied about being his dad, and so I feel bad for Jason Jordan the man who had neck surgery. And I think it's a really stupid thing for WWE to keep up the appearances of, I am, I am absolutely 100% Jason Jordan's real dad. And as his real dad, I feel this way. It's just, you're, you're hitting that. Why would they scrap that right now though? I'm saying they're hitting that too hard. Like you don't, I think Kurt called, said he was Jason's dad like three times during this promo. You just say it once and move on, but the, he hit it so hard. It was like, but you're not though is I felt like that was the reaction from the crowd, not necessarily 
Screw that oh, guy. I'm glad no, it's been screw that guy for a while. Did you see, did you see some of the responses on Twitter? Like there are some people that are really like happy that Jason Jordan maybe is off TV because they don't like him. But man, to be happy about that, it's just it's a scummy yeah, thing. And if for for those people, you can all go straight to hell. Yeah. But for the people who were like, hey, Kurt, stop stop with the like reminding us that you're his dad since you're not. I, I can understand that part, but not the other stuff. Sure. Seth Rollins comes out. He kind of sympathizes with Jason Jordan, says, I know it's hard on him, but I've been there. Uh, Jordan will miss WrestleMania, so they say. <laughs> Seth Rollins is offered a new partner by uh, Kurt Angle. Which Kurt is Angle's just-, just great. He's like, hey, I know last week that I said you were never allowed to face the, the bar again, but hey, maybe I'll just break that thing I said. Because he's, he's just, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Seth Rollins makes his way into the championship match. He wants a, he wa- or makes his way into the qualifier rather later that evening. We'll get to that in a bit. Backstage Bray Wyatt's spooky promo. He complains about Matt Hardy. The bar shows up. <laughs> they kind of bond, they said that, uh, Jason Jordan and Dean Ambrose are probably bonding in rehab somewhere over how bad Seth Rollins is as a partner. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, Reigns makes fun of Cesaro's braces. Then Reigns indicates he's going to beat up Sheamus. Titus backstage hypes up Apollo Crews before the qualifier. This is really bad dialogue, but it's the most personality we've ever been shown out of Apollo ever, Alex. Yeah, I, 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 what a godsend Titus Worldwide has been to this guy. Like, he's, it's way too early for him to be in the elimination chamber type area, like being one of the top six or seven guys vying for a shot at the world title. But it won't be for much longer if he continues to improve like this. Like, he's shown out in this match tonight. And he was great against the Miz. He's been really good. Like, this is the kind of guy that this this version of Apollo Cruz absolutely is a guy who could take the IC title off the Miz at some point. But the which is funny to think of because a couple of years ago they had a feud that was so go nowhere they like they scrapped it after a month. Like when feuds in the WWE last like six months, this thing was like over and done in one match and he was like what you're you're out kid this this was this is so good he's he's being he's he's improved so much we get some more weird phone promos you all know yeah i don't need to review these they're weird phone promos where they say generic stuff bailey defeated sasha banks i would not be surprised and i have reached out i would not be surprised to find that this had a couple of minutes uh chopped from it because they were running low on time but it's still a good match. Bailey had a nice counter of the Sasha's corner knees after having her shoulder worked over. Then Bailey clotheslined Sasha real hard. Sure wish I could have seen it. Yeah. Side suplex from Bailey looks great. Uh, she is one of the best in WWE, I think, at the running knees and running kicks. Like oh. hers look really crisp, really good. Yeah, no, they look vicious. I mean, it's 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 good. Um gosh. I love these two women in a ring together. They're they're so good. There's so much chemistry between these two. I mean, like literally, you retweeted this and I retweeted it as well. Give these two women 20 plus minutes 
and get out of their way for WrestleMania and watch how good it's going to be. Just do it. Yeah. It's going to, uh, but the problem is it wouldn't be for the title. And I feel like WWE won't want it to outshine whatever they're yeah. doing with, with Oscar or with Ronda Rousey or whatever. So they're going to like, keep it under wraps, but like, don't like, let this let thing go. Be. Let, let him go. go. Hey, Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle wasn't for the title. And you know what? Yeah. It was a goddamn great match. Yeah. Bailey misses a flying elbow drop and gets put in the bank statement. Good on coach for pointing out that when Sasha was posting her foot on the ropes, that she can't do that. Yeah. It's illegal to leverage the ropes in that way. A uh, super Bailey to belly wins it. I've noticed on commentary, they've been calling out a lot of these errors and holes in judgment and holes in logic a lot more. And good on them for doing that. If that's coach's role, he's been doing an exceptional job at it. And I think, each week, he has fit in more and more on commentary. Yeah, uh, I like it too. Um, it, it, it was one of, it's one of those things where I feel like at some point, Coach is going to say that and be like, no, damn it. We're, we're, we we want to forget about that rule for this for this match. Yeah. Because they do that over and over again where they create these rules and then they decide whether or not they're going to keep to it. Like, you know, I don't know, the referee's decision is final except in this one particular case where it's not for storyline reasons, you know? Um, So we'll see. But I I did like that he be putting that out because as I was watching it, I was like, she can't just do that. Can she? Yeah. And, but, and as I was willing to go, Oh, well, whatever. Cause they're just forgot about that rule this time. Um, uh, Coachman's like, Hey, you know, you can't do that. I was like, that's what I thought. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm glad because like the whole thing is I've been, I've been watching so much WWE that I, I just watch it and go, you know what? It, who cares? <laughs> well, you know, as your boy reported two months ago in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, which drops every Friday morning, I got about a thousand words worth of exclusives in there. Just some stuff that maybe you all miss, some stuff that doesn't fit in otherwise. Uh, Vince McMahon is trying to make biscuit butt work, and he is still trying to make biscuit butt work, but. Team Biscuit Butt lost to Absolution tonight. Backstage, Alexa Bliss says that she's jealous of Mickey James, and that's why she said all those mean things about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's upset that Mickey James is able to balance being a mother, a WWE superstar, and looks so good. And I was like, you know what? Not a bad excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad excuse. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville just both scream future stars to me. They... In, in their own ways. Uh, Graves bringing up DeVille's comfortability inside a cage yeah. as she's heading into Elimination Chamber. Brilliant. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Also, uh, Paige screaming at Alexa Bliss. She is a natural in a managerial role. Yeah. She can do that just like naggy, just get yep. in your head type of thing so, so well. Mandy Rose hits Angel's Wings for the win. And boy, because of those flappy pants, this looked pretty hairy for a few seconds, didn't it? It did. It did. Um, it's interesting that you you mentioned the thing about Paige. Like, it still weirds me out. We haven't heard her on a mic since the news about her neck. And it's like, she's out there with them. They're not trying to hide her. But, like, the whole point of Absolution was it was like Paige bringing these two girls with her to take over the women's division. And now the girls still have matches and she's there, but 
she's, I guess, kind of their leader, but we wouldn't know. She's just there. So I, I, I figured there's got to be something, hopefully, in the build-up to WrestleMania, if you're going to use these women at all, where where Paige gets on the mic and s- says what she's thinking. Or maybe she doesn't even rest that the whole injury thing. She just talks because I thought she was doing such great promos in the yeah. weeks leading up to the injury, and I, I miss it. She was really comfortable in the mic. She really was. <laughs> Elias heals the crowd. And Adam, and he does it well. He has the crowd in the palm yes. of his hands. He is a master at it. And on the stage is Braun Strowman with what I called a cello, but it was actually a double bass, I understand. Yep. Yes. He sings a song. He could have made it rhyme a little bit better. He could have rhymed understand and catch these hands, but he didn't. But you know what? I'm going to let it slide. This was perfect for what mm-hmm. <laughs> for what Braun Strowman is, and they're making him a little more human, making him more entertaining, yep. and still finding a way for him to tear shit up. And you know, there are those people that are that are sick of him tearing stuff up. I see it every week. How many more times can he tear stuff up? Hey, if they keep finding cool stuff for him to tear up, I'm going to keep enjoying it and keep watching it. You could have ended what you just said when you with finishing it with just this was perfect. Yeah, it was per- it was perfect. Um, Elias doing his great great healing the crowd. Uh, at San Jose hates it when you call him the Bay Area. Uh, when you were comparing him to San Francisco, that's great. Love it. Wonderful. It's all specific. Um, and then, ladies and gentlemen, Braun Strowman. <laughs> and when that was said, I could not have anticipated how the greatness of what this is the greatest segment in the history of television. I'm not going to accept any arguments against it. The man, the night the wrestling was revived. Yes, yes. Say this this night saved wrestling. He stood there, he stood in the spotlight, and he's like, one sec. He goes out and he comes back with a double bass. He sits on his stool and he plays the double bass so hard, Sean Ross Sapp. For a, to- for a total of six seconds that he breaks all of the strings with his massive hands. You know how hard that is to do? Like, I guess I don't know my own strength and I broke all the damn strings in this thing, so I can't play it no more. Guess all that's left for me to do is come down to the ring and smash you over the head with it. Music is stupid and I don't like it. <laughs> that's him. This was a home run. This was a lot of fun. You're either going to love this segment or you're going to hate this segment. I don't think I'm going to find anybody that's like in the middle the on people, this one. The people who hate this segment, the people who want Braun to just be super heel monster, doesn't have a sense of humor. Like, I I, I don't know. That's fine for, for our Lars Sullivan in NXT who couldn't do this segment at all. I, I mean, maybe he can. But so far, we haven't seen anything from him that will allow us to believe that. Like, and that's and his ceiling is giant monster who, who beats people up, and that's it. Braun's ceiling is the stratosphere. Like, I don't know what this guy is capable of because in the ring, like he does things like he's running drop kicks and stuff, and he 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 tried to end a match with 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 Roman Reigns last year by doing a frog splash. Like, this guy is amazing in the ring. Uh, he pin, can pick up ambulances with the aid of hydraulics. And he's a world-class comedian. 
Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it, this is the most perfect definition of what the guy is. And they don't, they're not doing the guy stuff with him yet. I not know yet. they will. I will. They will. I want it now. I want it yesterday. <laughs> Put all of the belts on this guy and give him a Grammy for best songwriter as well. Ah, son of a bitch. So, <laughs> this this was great. I really enjoyed it. Roman Reigns, Sheamus, they had a good match as well. Uh, the main event of WWE TLC 2005. Wow. We got it for free. Or 2015, not 2005. Man, I am high as a kite uh, coming off of that one. Not literally. <laughs> not literally. No. Uh, Reigns cracks Sheamus in the face, and Sheamus is called Shamey. By Cesaro. But we got this this one for free, Alex. I know. Main event TLC 2015. Uh, uh, Reigns gets hit with one of the nastiest looking rolling sentons I've ever seen on the outside of the ring. This that was that was stiff. Sheamus works over Reigns. Reigns blasts Sheamus with a great Superman punch, slick off of the, the brogue kick counter. Reigns effortlessly power bombs Sheamus. Then eats a gross-looking pump knee after being distracted by Cesaro. Reigns goes outside, hits Cesaro with a Superman punch of his own, catches <laughs> catches Sheamus with an equally sick-looking spear. Gets the win. This was this was a solid match. This is fine. This is this is this is pointless, as, but fine. As good as any of their matches in that ridiculous feud where Rollins went down with the knee. And uh, they had to figure out what to do. And they were like, hey, Seamus has the money in the bank contract. Let's just, let's do that. Um, Yeah, that was a low point for me in WWE uh, was that whole storyline. I mean, out of necessity, they really didn't have anything else that they could do at the time. Um, But this, but the matches were all fine. Like the storyline wasn't great. This is one of those things where like, hey, don't say anything bad about my friend Seth Rollins. I'm gonna beat you up, and then he did. Um, I honestly don't know what the what the bar is doing. Like, do, are they do they have a match in Elimination Chamber? Like, if they do, they're gonna have to throw it together next week. Like, the, the Elimination Chamber uh, card is at this point uh, is Nia versus Oscar and the two Chamber matches. They they haven't mentioned anything else. Like, there's not going to be an IC title match because Miz is in the chamber. I don't know. Like, they're just going to, like, put all the tag teams into a tornado tag, like, versus Bar. I don't I don't know what else there is to put on this on this show. The Cruiserweight, there's no Cruiserweight title match. Maybe you get, like, a second round match or something in the tor- Cruiserweight tournament. But at this Was there point, anything Cruiserweight tonight? I, nothing. There was There nothing. wasn't a single Cruiserweight segment tonight. That's in the middle of a tournament. Not that's, even a highlight video, right? That's weird, cause, cause last week's two hundred five live was fire. Oh like, yeah, that's, that's Kalisto's best match on the on the uh, in WWE. Two hundred five live usually is Lince, fire in the ring. Versus Lindsay Dorado last night it was Kalisto's best match. It was great. Then you had Roddy Strong come up from NXT and shock the world by beating Hideo Itami, who's already on two hundred five live. Plus with with. Triple H running 205 Live now. You got to wonder, has he picked Roddy Strong as his boy who's going to win the tournament 
and take over the top of 205 Live. We, we have no idea, but that's certainly a possibility with Triple H running things. And what happens now? On the show that Vince still runs, there's no mention of Triple H's guys, which is just, I mean, I'm not saying that's the reason, but it's weird, you know, like, I don't know. Main event, Elimination Chamber qualifier, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor defeated Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, and Apollo Crews. This was exceptional, and WWE usually does three-plus person matches just really, really well. I thought this was a chance for Apollo Crews to shine, and I thought he did really, really well. He cracked uh, Wyatt with an apron moonsault right off the bat, and then there was a zoom on his kip-up. Yeah. Got to make sure people see it. Bray goes on a hot streak. Rope hung jawbreaker, Uranagi. He stops the Tower of Doom, which made me super happy for a while. For a while. He kills Rollins with a clothesline as well. Hardy had to wait a little bit on Rollins when going for a twist of fate on Wyatt and ended up getting clothesline himself. Then Seth comes off the top with a double blockbuster that looked really good. Rollins misses a Phoenix splash. Then Bray misses his sister, Abigail. Hardy catches him with a twist of fate. Then Balor breaks it up with a coup de gras. Then he walks into a curb stomp from Rollins, and uh, Cruz breaks it up. Uh, an awesome sequence of misses and hits there. Wyatt gets sister Abigail on Hardy outside the ring. Cruz with a fallaway Samoan drop and a standing moonsault on Rollins, which I thought looked great. And then a goddamn Tower of Doom spot ends it. But Rollins and <laughs> Balor get the pin. And as you mentioned off the air, Tony Schiavone should have been here. Yeah. What's going to happen? We're out of time. I don't know. The tape machines are rolling. We are desperately out of time. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Saturday on TBS. <laughs> That's what this was. And, and I think the WWE missed a golden opportunity to keep us hanging for a whole week. But instead, they were like, oh, I guess seven dudes in the chamber? Um, I, I would have loved to have been hanging the whole week, and they could have like they could have easily made me believe through their silence that we were going to get Rollins versus Finn Balor for the last spot. Now, that would have been a damn fine match and a lot of fun to watch, but instead, I'm fine with this as an outcome but I really wanted to be able to enjoy the suspense at least until tomorrow morning before they were like, yeah, sure. Uh, we'll build another pod or Hey, the, the sixth pod is going to be a shark cage hanging above the ring or, you know, whatever. But I personally hope it's going to be a triple threat that starts the match. Um, and I think that's what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, this, this whole match was great. Everybody got a chance to shine. Uh, Bray Wyatt always looks great in these kinds of matches because uh, he gets a chance to like just go full bore 112% while he's in there doing stuff and then he can take a rest. Um, and uh, he doesn't have to do stuff through all those like stupid rest holds and stuff like that. But one of my favorite Bray Wyatt stuff is the thing that he did to Rollins where he's got his full back to somebody and then like he's got eyes in the back of his head, turns around for the clothesline. Love that spot. Um, the double blockbuster was great. Um, I was watching the little sequence between Rollins and Apollo Crews, and I was like, I could watch five of those matches. 
Like those two guys work really well together. This was all really, really great. I, I, I personally love when they have give guys good reasons to be out of the match for good. Uh, Matt Hardy taking a sister Abigail on the floor. That's great. Get him out. He's done. You don't have to worry about him anymore. Um, and yes, I agree with you. A Tower of Doom spot to end it. It's kind of cheesy. However, into the absolutely perfect double pin where where each guy is pinning Bray Wyatt and doesn't see that the other guy is doing it. That's that's perfect. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this seven man chamber match that um, that really only has one guy who's gonna win it, which is unfortunate. I really wish it was one of those things where we didn't know that they were planning this thing for years in advance. Um, so that we could be convinced that maybe Finn Balor, this is the way he gets his shot at Brock, or maybe they finally do the right thing with Braun, or Rollins gets a chance to have a one-on-one with 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 Brock when Rollins is the babyface. But we know it's going to be Roman. The match is going to be a lot of fun. I just wish the outcome wasn't a foregone conclusion. I enjoyed that main event. I loved it. I'm excited for Elimination Chamber. I think that main event's going to be great, especially with these ingredients and the new chamber. Very excited for that. Of course, we will preview that on next week's show. You all uh, have probably noticed I've taken some individual videos from these podcasts and put them on our YouTube page. Show those some love. Spread them out there. It might be a quicker, easier way for people to find out about Fightful.com. We're still a very young site. We've not even been around for two years, and we've made some some great leaps, and that is in large part because of you. Uh, a couple of notes for tonight. Alexa Bliss's second Raw match since the beginning of November. Yeah, that is that is odd. I mean, it's certainly not her defending the title, which was the point of contention last week. But um, I don't know why. I mean, I maybe I don't know why. She's, she's working the house so circus. She's not injured. Um, I, I I think she's improving in the ring every time. So get her in the ring more. Yes. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger will take on Rey Mysterio at Strong Style Evolved New Japan. Uh, that's a coup. I love the image in my head of Vince McMahon just apoplectic. Just so angry that first Jericho goes over to Japan and now the, the little guy in the mask. What the hell's going on? Like I, I, I just I think that's really funny to me. Um, and uh, but that's a match that I'm gonna watch because I think they did it like 1996 or something. Like they had a match like in Japan forever ago, and uh, and here's here's part two, like two decades later. <laughs> so. Um... I think I think it's a it's a good move on New Japan's part. They got a guy who has a lot of buzz on him at the at the moment too. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. That's smart. I, I they got to do that. You got to drum up. But here's the thing. I guess you don't have to do that. You sold the show out already. That's true. So imagine had they if they had put it in a ten thousand seater and <laughs> Cody Rhodes made that like bet, like a Ring of Honor or New Japan or whoever. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't do a ten thousand seat. I think it was maybe Ring of Honor wouldn't do one, but my God, based on the buzz that New Japan's getting in Long Beach, I, I, I'm not putting it out of the question for All In. Like, who knows who Cody Rhodes and those guys are going to get for All In as well? Oh yeah, 
It's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, please visit Fightful.com. We have all your news there across MMA, pro wrestling, boxing. You don't like one, you can separate them individually. We have exclusives. We have events, photos, videos, podcasts, all that stuff. Stay up to date on the latest cards. We have stuff at Fightful.com. Every single day, you will not find it at other wrestling websites, either because we get their exclusives or they just are afraid to run our stuff. My God. They're afraid of losing business to Fightful.com because of good people like you all who come to us and don't go anywhere else. Hot dog. Mm-hmm. Hot dog indeed. Hot dog. I appreciate all of you. Alex, how's your week looking? Jam-packed, man. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Just my, my wife is starting a brand new job, and she's working extra hours to, to train the person that's taking over for her one job while she herself is getting on board at the other job. So it's just me on super daddy duty by myself. And this one is, is now mobile and loves to get into things she shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> so it's just, it's just a, an active uh, level of panic at all times, thinking my daughter's going to cause her own demise by pulling something heavy down on top of herself. <laughs> By the way, guys, I have reached out to WWE's PR department and those within WWE about the idea that WWE pay-per-views may be co-branded moving from WrestleMania 4th backlash in May. Uh, Ticket holders got an email today indicating and updating them on the fact that it would feature both Raw and SmackDown stars. So we will see about that. What do you think about that, Alex? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was told specifically that Survivor Series is the one night a year when Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head. Now, maybe they're going to keep the matches separate. God, I hope so. Otherwise, the WWE was lying to us, Sean. They couldn't be doing that, right? Right? They would never. They would never. Guys, thank you all. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth, follow me at Sean Rothstab, follow us at Fightful Online. We have the SmackDown post show tomorrow night. We have the list in your boy, our flagship show Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. It is a ball. If you haven't checked it out, you have to check it out. Uh, also, the Holy Smokes MMA podcast tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, if you're watching this on Tuesday. Until next time, guys, we are out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.